0: Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you.
1: Hey, guys, I just wanted to uh, put an ad in this episode. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and I've I've tried it, and it's really easy to do. It's not as complicated or as difficult as you would think it would be. Anchor will distribute your podcast for for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Download the Free Anchor app or go to your anchor. Fm to get started. Hello everyone, thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Source Rush Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. She is a missionary associate to El Salvador. She was raised in a Christian home. But she wanted to get out and live her own life. And she wanted to go to college, get a job, make money. And she moved to New York City to complete a BA in communications, only to find herself unfulfilled. She was hungry for a purpose. And she thought that saying goodbye to everything would make make her happy. And she recommitted her life. Back to following Jesus, and since that time, she has felt the call of God on her life to for missions. And we will be talking about that today, and be asking her a little bit about herself and a little bit about why she feels a call to be a missionary. So, Crystal, tell us about your life and how you came. To a relationship with Christ? My relationship with Christ was,
0: I would say, it started, the foundation started as a child. Um, my parents are both Christians and they grew us, my sister and I, up in a household with Christian beliefs. And we would, used to go to church. And um, my dad also had a history in being a pastor's assistant back in the day. And, um, So as life continued on, we were pretty blessed. My parents owned a daycare center. We had a lot of money at the time. And at one point, they decided that we should live in Pennsylvania. We are originally from Queens, New York. And uh, we moved to Pennsylvania and in this big house and had, you know, so many blessings from it. But because of that, too, we were my family was very distracted, and uh, we ended up losing our relationship with Christ. We still believed in him, but we weren't going to church anymore. We weren't fellowshipping with other Christians and um, just got lost in, in the world. And later on that uh, in my life, I'd say around 16, when the financial uh what was it the recession that happened we got affected really badly and we ended up losing everything um our home our cars we were pretty close to living on the street at that time oh, wow. and uh, my dad was really he he was depressed so me being the oldest my mom and I and my sister too we all started working and paying bills and kind of like somehow, like still though, God provided for us in that time where we were able to like get a home again. And, and, um, but when that happened, I didn't understand why God would allow something to happen like that. And I was 16. So I started rebelling. I was partying, I was drinking, I was (laughs) dating all the wrong kind of boyfriends, you know? And, um, Definitely lived in the world about 10 years from 16 to 26, just saying, Okay, okay, God, like I'm not going to depend on you anymore. I have to take care of things on my own. And that's what I did. I moved out at 18. I, I went from Pennsylvania. I moved from Pennsylvania to New York City, got myself jobs in nightclubs. So I was working in nightclubs and put myself through college. <laughs> and uh, had this determination to become successful. And um yeah, it was it was pretty crazy because all I had a great job in Manhattan and I was had a cozy four oh one K and the way God kind of like he started a stirring in my heart and that at the age of twenty six I just knew that I was empty and I, I needed God in my life again because I wasn't happy. And my life didn't mean anything. And from then Christ has just accelerated our relationship. You know, like you said, I, I left everything behind. I broke up with the boyfriend that I was with. I left my apartment in Brooklyn, my job in Manhattan. And I was like, okay, God, I'm all in. And he really worked on me. And now I couldn't see a, living a day without Jesus in my life.
1: Amen. I'm just curious, did you, when you were living in Queens, did you go to church in Queens? Yes, yes. So
0: I would say, like, the first 10 years of my life, I was going to church in Queens. Um, I went to private school, too. I went to a a Lutheran grammar school where you had to wear the jumpers and the uniforms every day. (laughs) And, I mean, my parents were really, I also went through, like, um, a, a time of illness when I was really young, I was eight years old and diagnosed with uh, thyroid disease and it had gone to the point of becoming Graves disease where it almost took my life. And throughout that time, my parents were faithful and going to church every Sunday, you know, just seeking God and, 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 um, just making sure that I'm okay or receiving possible healing. Um, but, I still trust the Lord that he will heal me one day, for sure.
1: Amen. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we definitely do believe in in healing. Amen. What are some of your dreams and hopes that you have for your life, you know, other than being a missionary in El Salvador? Hmm.
0: That is a good question. You know, it's crazy how when you're living in the world, your hopes and dreams are like, get a big house or, you know, like all these crazy things. Uh, Now it's so funny how I see God kind of out my life. Of course, we don't know his full plan, right? Right. Um, But my, I would say a dream of mine always was to travel the world, I I've always had a thirst for culture and really knowing people and where they come from and wanting to understand why they do the things that they do. And I love food. I love trying all kinds of food. So that is a great motivator, too, to travel the world for me. Um, so I'm really happy to see that I can serve God and bring people the gospel and still possibly have that dream come true where I can see the world.
1: Nice. I saw on your Facebook page that it um, it says something about your nickname being Chris in Pieces. Uh, Where did you get that nickname and where did it come from?
0: That nickname came from a project that I started with my sister and I. My sister is a writer and, and so am I. So we started a blog together called Living in Pieces. Um, but pieces is spelled P E A C E S, like peace. Right. Uh, so, and we referred it to the proverb seek peace and pursue it. Or, sorry, Psalms, Psalms seek peace and pursue it. And um, it kind of just came from that, that blog where, you know, here I am, I'm seeking God's peace in everything. And it's a little bit, I I guess, ironic because when I decided to leave the world and follow Christ again, a lot of my friends were like, oh my gosh, Crystal, your life is in pieces. It's broken. Like, you're so broken. You're giving up everything. <laughs> and I, and it, like, the irony of it is like, no, like, I have God's peace, like, And he gives me peace every single day. He blesses me, even though my life doesn't look like it used to before. So, yes.
1: Amen. And one of your posts on Instagram, you talked about possibly doing more during this time. You know, would it be during the protesting or would it be during, you know, the COVID? And what did you feel like you could do? And has God spoken to you about that?
0: Yes, um, God has been speaking a lot to me on just being, uh, having compassion for others, even more. You know, loving people better, uh, being a better listener, because you know we're all handling COVID and even the the um, the riots and stuff that are happening in the United States. Everyone's handling it so differently, but it's so amazing how God is still working in it and he wants to restore and heal amongst, you know, all the uncertainty that everyone is feeling. So God has just been challenging me to be better at loving people.
1: Yeah, gotcha. How did you get a heart for mission and what made you want to become a missionary?
0: I went on my very first mission trip to Managua, Nicaragua in 2017, and that was my first mission trip ever, and God just spoke to me on that trip, and I knew that this was something that he wanted me to do, Uh, so after Nicaragua, four months after, I ended up going to Colombia, and of course, like, when God calls us to something, we're I mean, I don't know about you, Dorsey, but I'm a little like, are you sure, God, is this really going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, Me? You want me to be a missionary? Like, are you sure? So, you know, he, he took me to Columbia four months after and I still wasn't convinced. And even though he's like, Crystal, this is what I want you to do. Um, I applied to be a missionary, associate uh, not, not a missionary associate, but a MAPS missionary for El Salvador for two months. Uh, and I got into the program and he took me and again, I still was like, I don't know, God, I don't know if you want me to be a missionary. I'm not really equipped or I didn't even go to Bible college. Like, who am I? (laughs) And during those two months, man, he, Dorsey, he got me so good. (laughs) He just tore my heart for the world even more. And I just knew that, okay, I'm all in. I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm here. And I'm like, all right, God, what country do you want me to serve for? Because now I've been to Nicaragua. I love Colombia. And now you've brought me to El Salvador. Where do you want me to go? And it wasn't until the last week of my term as an intern in El Salvador, where my leader approached me. And he was like, oh, hey, Chris, just so you know, if you're thinking about becoming a missionary associate, we would love to have have you here and of course my face was like well if that's not a sign from God I don't know what (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I just kept being obedient like doors I truly believe that when you surrender you surrender to God and his calling and just wanting to be in his will and you're faithful despite the fact of your lack because I I know myself, like, I have a lot of lack. I'm very new to this walk. Um, He will open every door that is meant for you. And uh, he just keeps leading me to El Salvador for now, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. I know for myself, I wanted to be a youth pastor. And, you know, the door kept closing and closing. And one day I was giving at Barrow's, I was given an opportunity to do my testimony during a time. God gave me, you know, send it out and see what I'll do with it. And I've been traveling the country, you know, for 13 years now, ever since.
0: Wow, that is so amazing. Yeah, we never know his plan. Like, we just, no. we will never comprehend it. His plan is so much better. Oh, that is so cool.
1: Can you tell us something about El Salvador that people don't know or people wouldn't realize, especially when it comes to ministering to the people there?
0: Yes. So El Salvador, we call an open country, meaning that it it is open to preach the gospel there. El Salvador is mostly Catholic. Uh, There is about 40% right now of evangelical evangelical sorry christians in el salvador um so we can walk around without any worry with our king's castle ministry t-shirts which is the ministry that i'm working with we can preach uh gospel we can sing bible uh, songs we can do teachings with kids really freely, which is awesome. And even in, like, the most dangerous territories, we'll go to gang territories, and they're just so open to hearing what we have to say, and they just enjoy us loving on them, which is, like,
1: amazing. Yeah, you mentioned it in your last um, answer there. What is King Castle's ministry, and what do you hope to do with them?
0: King's Castle ministry is is the ministry that I'll be working with in El Salvador. It's it's a huge ministry. It's in 29 different countries, and God has blessed them so much in in just... They're very spirit-filled in how they move and how they minister. They primarily work with children, so I, I will be working more with children in the community. Uh, they have a Bible college on campus in El Salvador, so I will be teaching Bible classes every once in a while, either English or in what my degree was in media and communications. Um, And we go also with teams. So let's say your church, like Bellrose Church, wants to come visit me in El Salvador. You can come as a team. And then we will train you for three days and skits and songs and Bible scriptures. And then we go out into the city of Santa Ana, which is where King's Castle is or in the mountains. And we minister to the people right there, right then and there. And I think the thing that I really want to learn while working with El Salvador is how to just be a better communicator. Um, I don't speak Spanish. Spanish isn't my primary language, even though my mom, it's my mom's. I would love to just be able to share Jesus in their heart language. And help people develop their relationship with Christ and know who they are in him. Especially women. Women is my heart. Young woman is uh, that I have dealt with a lot of trauma and issues with self-worth. And those that could be like a, another story for a different time. But I would love to empower women through their relationship with Christ.
1: How long will you be in El Salvador for? I know that sometimes there's different terms like for years and months and things of that nature.
0: The, for the entire two years, so for eight months out of that two years, I will be in Costa Rica in language school learning the language. And then after that eight months, I will be in El Salvador. So I'd say a little more than a year and a half, I will actually be serving on the field.
1: What are some ways people can support you in this ministry?
0: Definitely prayer is a big one. (laughs) Prayer is so powerful. Um, And of course, financial partnership is a big one too. Right now, actually, Dorsey, I have some great news for you. God is so good. and, And I just hope this encourages people to not just give, but to be, To join me on this journey. Um, Before COVID happened, I was at $16,000 cash. And I was so worried that, you know, I wouldn't be able to raise any support in this time. And God is just so good in bringing people in on the team more people that are investing in his vision and reaching the people of El Salvador. And now I'm at $19,900. Can we get like an amen? Amen. (laughs) So cool. Um, So financial support is not just investing in sending me to El Salvador, but it's investing in God's vision and reaching them, reaching the people and the children of El Salvador as well. So right now, um, you can give online, you can give directly to me online, you can give to my church or give to me, but I would say directly to me online is the best way. And that's by visiting www.giving.ag.org. And you would use my account number, which is 297-6397. And that's how you can give to me directly. And you can do one-time gift or a monthly partnership So my cash budget right now, I still need $11,000 to raise. And in my monthly support, which is a two-year commitment to support me monthly while I'm serving there, I still need to raise about $1,200. Okay. Well, I
1: hope through with anything, through all all the ways that you'll be able to get that, Income and, and be able to get that support, you know, hopefully sooner than then later. Amen. Amen. What are some ways people can pray for you at this time?
0: I would please ask for a prayer for the ministry and the hearts that God is preparing to receive the gospel. You know, a lot of people still think i'm a little (laughs) i've always been a little crazy but now i'm crazy for jesus (laughs) um to still be want to go you know now there's a virus happening and and it's more even more unsafe than just being an american going to another country but people are hurting and i'm just praying that they will be even more open to receiving the truth of salvation and getting peace and receiving healing and restoration and all those good things that come with knowing Jesus someone to um, that we know who he is. And the fact of like, yes, life is hard and we go through things, but God is with us throughout, throughout it all. Uh, so yes, please keep the people in prayer that he's preparing to receive the gospel. Please keep me in prayer that my health continues to, be well, and that God will provide the financial support for me to go.
1: Amen. Now, before we end, do you have any last encouragement or any last inspirational statement that you would like to make? Yes.
0: I I always love to share or say as encouragement, you know, God is so intentional with how he creates us and what he plans for our lives. And it's just never too late for us to step out in faith and and serve him. I was 26 when I decided to follow Christ again and do this journey. And I've met people of all ages uh, that just keep saying yes. Don't be afraid to say yes to God.
1: Amen. Can I pray for you before we before we
0: end? Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Father God, we just thank you for Crystal God. We just thank you God for her heart and her spirit God to want to go down to El Salvador and to minister with King's Catholic Ministries God at you. We just give her a burning sensation, a burning spirit to, you know, be excited and be, as we know she is excited, be, be excited and be a, a powerful witness when she goes down there, God, that you would use her in a mighty and powerful way, God, that we will see through so the next couple of weeks and maybe next month, by by next month or two months, God, that she would be able to raise the funds and be able to raise the finances, God, that she needs, that she would be able to get this money quicker than she will have a dream or imagine it could be, because you can do it, God, and we know that you can also give her good health and good strength, God, and heal her body, God, in the name of Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Dorsey. God bless you. No
1: <laughs> no well, guys, thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Dorsey podcast. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you guys follow me on Instagram and follow me on Facebook. And I just hope you guys share this podcast with your friends and let others know about this podcast as well. God bless.
0: Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Please like, share, and tell others about the show. Also, please check out the other podcast episodes. And if you would like, donate to this podcast and buy Dorsey a coffee. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.